to Chuck PTV podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Privetera. Today, we have a special guest on our show, uh, Claire Petrie. Claire is the Senior Manager of Global Talent at uh, Operations at uh, Unifrax. She's the president of Claire Petrie HR and Training. She's a board member at Empower Camp and also in charge of programming for the Buffalo Niagara Human Resource Association. Claire and I met at a New York State SHRM conference and uh, through some exchanges on social media. And we both share a love of supporting our community through through SHRM and through other networking events that we both are regularly part of. Uh, the other thing we share in common is we were both born and raised in Buffalo, New York. So uh, without much further, uh, let's uh, introduce Claire. Hey, Claire, welcome to the Hi, show. Chuck. Thank you so much. That's such a great intro. I love how much we have in common. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. I, it's nice to chat to chat with people, um, practitioners in HR. We, we've had a few different areas that we've covered with different HR folks. And um, one of the areas that we haven't spoken about is is talent acquisition and, and how that's affected throughout this um, pandemic. And I thought, who better than, than Claire Petrie to, to speak to that as this has been something that you've been focused on for all of your career. Um, and yeah. now in a role as someone who, who is, um, who's directly affected, I'm sure by this. So tell, tell me a little bit about how the pandemic has affected your day-to-day sort of operations as it relates to talent acquisition. Yeah, so I'm the talent acquisition manager for Unifrax. Um, like you said, we're a manufacturing company headquartered in Buffalo. Um, my team's day-to-day activities have definitely changed. <laughs> we uh, usually average 35 to 40 positions um, like posted on our careers website. Uh, right now, we're down to about seven, I believe, um, last time I checked. So luckily, some of our products go into other systems and products considered you know, essential during this time. And um, that's kind of in our filtration and battery power division. So that's keeping us afloat, which is great. But hiring certainly isn't what it usually is. And we've had to put a lot of positions on hold until business conditions go back to normal. So uh, my team, we have shifted our efforts from that kind of day-to-day recruiting work to project work, um, certainly to keep ourselves busy and keep the organization moving forward. So we're um, designing a new pre-hire process uh, right now that can be used globally. We're evaluating new global background check vendors that integrate with Workday. Um, we use Workday globally, but sadly don't have a lot of our other tools integrated with it. So a great time to be looking at that. Um, reviewing our referral program to make sure that's competitive and then just continuing to reach out to our networks and share good content and try to keep our candidates engaged um, and stuff like that. So we're, you know, doing our best to stay busy. So tell me as the, as candidates move through the pipeline, very often there's that physical component of an interview or on site uh, multiple interviews or introductions or things like that. How, how's that changed and, and how are you dealing with that? Yeah, so um, it's interesting because we, our company has a very, very much so like in-person culture. We really like people being in the office. We love to meet, you know, our candidates in person. And 
before this happened, we really didn't think, you know, it was possible to do a full interview process virtually. I mean, certainly it's possible. Tons of other companies do it, but it was just very hard uh, for us to wrap our heads around it. Um, we successfully hired uh, this person was kind of in process before um, COVID kind of became a bigger issue earlier in March. But um, he's someone who's relocate, who's going to be relocating to the Buffalo area for the role. And we um, hired him all through virtual interviews. So it was kind of our first one. It can be done. Um, our team definitely learned a lot about our video conferencing software and kind of different um, and better questions uh, that we need to be asking. Um, it's harder, obviously, to see like body language and even facial expressions. Sometimes it's hard to keep eye contact, you know, with your camera when you're doing a video interview and um, and all those things. But we we made it through. So I think it's something we're definitely going to consider using more in the future, um, you know, to save candidates time and our time from coming in maybe earlier in the process. Um, but we figured it out. It was a little challenging at first but we you know we had to keep moving we wanted to bring this guy on board and that's what we had to do so <laughs> that's awesome that's um, <laughs> yeah you know it's funny you bring up that point about eye contact and sometimes you're looking at the individuals but you have to look at the camera if you really want to have that feeling of eye contact so we definitely we're all sharing in some of these technology hurdles um yeah so one of I the things find... yeah go ahead oh i was just gonna say i find too that sometimes i'm looking at myself because i <laughs> I'm like clueless sometimes what is going on in the background or like, you know, is anything like crazy happening? Do I look like engaged and put together? Right. So you're right. There's so many different things to be looking at. So it's yeah. hard to stay focused sometimes. No, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, just to, to stay on this topic a little bit, how are you now, how is your engagement with your team? Has that changed at all or staying connected or um, having everybody? I mean, I'm assuming, you guys are all at home, correct? Yeah. So everyone from the corporate um, HR team is at home. Um, some folks certainly in our operation, um, in our operations are plants that are still running those HR partners mm -hmm. are kind of going to and from. Um, but yeah, everyone on my team is still at home right now. And so have you, has, has anybody come up with innovative ways to stay engaged as a team or has it been a challenge for you to stay engaged as a team or how's that working out? Yeah, I think it's been a challenge, but we're, you know, doing the best we can. Um, we used to have, um, well, we still have the uh, weekly team meetings that are now calls, um, but then a lot of the folks on that team have also instituted more often like one-on-ones, like half hour check-ins every couple days with their team, um, which we just used to not do as much. Um, and then me personally, I, I've been, you know, watching a lot of webinars and all this other content that's coming out at this time on being a good remote manager and coming up with like new and different questions to ask instead of just, how are you? How's it going? Um, so just trying to generate some more um, kind of meaningful conversation. But um, in terms of kind of the company as a whole, our, you know, CEO is sending out weekly videos, which has been great. You know, our senior leadership team started sending out videos as well, um, which is so cool and something I feel like we should have always been doing. So I'm trying to find, you know, the positives in this and that we are kind of creating new ways to communicate that can continue even when we're back, you know, in person. So I love that. Our HR team has biweekly virtual happy hours now on Fridays. And then personally, as you know, I'm such an extrovert and love seeing people. So I also have to work to keep myself engaged. Um, so since I love to see people, 
um, in person and can't do that, I've just been reaching out um, to different hiring managers I've worked with or other um, HR colleagues in different areas outside of talent acquisition and just setting up virtual lunch hours. So we just sit there and eat together <laughs> over Zoom and just chat, not, you know, not always about work. Um, so that's really helped me stay connected and engaged in my work too. Oh, that's great. I love to hear I love to hear different ways that everybody's trying to figure the, you know, trying to keep things normal, but uh, safe yep. as well. <laughs> um, just sort of touching on that a little bit, you, you uh, mentioned you're seeing a lot of webinars and things like that. And um, one of the areas that I haven't really covered because I've heard, it's kind of buzzing a little bit, but what's what's the best way for service providers? I'm not sure if you work with outside recruiters or people that um, that serve you as a customer in HR at Unifrax. What's the what's the best way for service providers to um, connect with you or, or stay relevant or to to stay away um, during this during this crisis? Is there anybody yeah. been doing it? I guess maybe has anybody been doing it well or not well or? Yeah, no, I mean, I love the partners that I currently with. We do use, you know, recruiting agencies. A lot of that's mm -hmm. obviously on hold right now, but I love my partners and vendors that are doing those check-ins, kind of like how I'm doing with my team. No real agenda, but just like, how are you? How are things? Like, how's your family? Like at the end of the day, we are all just people. So I love when my vendors are, actually just doing those types of check-ins and not just sending, you know, those emails you can tell are templated, like, is business picking up yet? Do you have anything for me? You know, kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. And I think obviously just those personal connection requests on LinkedIn, I totally understand it's got to be hard being like an HR tech vendor or someone in sales, you know, during this time. And, and I appreciate the messages I do, but again, as long as they're heartfelt and personalized, I'm more than, you know, welcome to chat. So I think there's still a lot that can be done on that front, as long as you're kind of remembering that human aspect. I think that's the most important part, isn't it? Because we, we have the same sort of, um, you know, we're doing the same with our clients, but I also have vendors calling on me. And it's, if you're calling to check in and see how my family's doing, I'm not going to forget that. But if you're trying to sell me the hottest new mutual fund for somebody's 401k, plan right now, <laughs> it's not, not a good time. Yeah. So, so um, good. Well, that's good. That's helpful to, to for our listeners to know. Um, so I, let's shift gears a little bit because I saw recently uh, on LinkedIn that you had talked about uh, your recent promotion to the board of directors of Empower Camp. And I, I was reading a little bit about this and I immediately thought of, I have a niece who's, I think she's just she may be turning 13 this year, but I immediately thought, oh my God, what a wonderful opportunity. She's in the Buffalo area. So yes. tell, us about, tell us about Empower Camp. Oh my gosh. Yes, I will. And I would love to connect with her. Or maybe I can send you just our Empower Camp Instagram and you can share it with her. See if she'll Perfect. give us a follow or something. Um, yeah. So back in January um, of 2019, um, I was very lucky to be part of the, the BN360 Buffalo Niagara Partnership um, Spotlight Professionals Program. And one of the other honorees um, was Sarah Bockwitz. So she's the president and founder of Empower Camp. Um, I just love how it just things kind of align in your network. I don't know if I really would have met her otherwise. Um, and so just being um, kind of honored with her and hearing her mission of the organization um, and Power Camp, um, their mission is helping young women ages 13 to 18 ignite their inner power and feel empowered to live the lives they want to lead. So um, I learned a lot about the organization kind of throughout last spring and they were looking for counselors for 2019 camp. So the 13 to 18 year old program um, is a summer camp program right now every August 
four days. Um, so I was accepted to be a counselor and uh, I was so excited because personally, I had never even done sleepaway camp like as a kid. I only did like vacation Bible school. I'm not a very outdoorsy kind of person. So it really stretched me outside of my comfort zone, too. And I, um, you know, had to be that rock and kind of source of guidance for my girls while we were there, too. And it was just a great learning experience. So um, I had the cabin of younger girls, so the 13-year-olds, the and they were just so much fun. I could talk about this for an hour, but anyway, so um, after camp in 2019, I stayed, you know, connected with the organization, um, led some fundraising efforts at a couple uh, local community events. We did like rock shop and stroll on Hurdle Ave um, in Buffalo and, um, you know, you know me well, I could hand out business cards and talk about something with random people like all day. Um, so talking about camp with people who were, you know, showing up and looking for a beer and doing Christmas shopping and stuff was so much fun. So I tried to stay involved with all those kind of events. And then this March 2020, uh, you know, a board position came available um, and they asked me about it, which was was wonderful. So being a board member at large means I get to uh, be involved with the different areas. So fundraising, marketing, camp programming, um, things like that. And I'll be back for camp 2020 as a counselor again as well. Um, we're still planning on August 2020 for camp for now, but um, obviously, our founder is keeping a close watch on that, seeing if we have to make any adjustments. Sure. Um, and, you know, you know, this is an area of of special importance to me. Some of the work we're trying to do around equity and um, understanding why men save more than women in their 401k plans, or whatever. But um, so this is tell me more about the actual programming for, for women. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, kind of market empower camp as your traditional summer camp when it comes to like yoga and obstacle courses and other outdoor activities. But our empower camp twist is our um, real chats and our power zones. So these are activities we do typically cabin by cabin. So the girls are in a similar um, kind of age group that they're used to. And the camp counselors lead these real chats. In 2019, our real chats were on self-worth, self-respect, and self-confidence. Um, so it was so empowering, again, for me to think about these things in my own life and have a really good reminder. And also kind of for some of these girls, especially the younger girls I had in my cabin, introducing these topics um, for the first time. So um, very basic, obviously, for 13-year-olds, but just like setting good boundaries, you know, has there been a time where friends made you feel bad? You know, were you able to voice your feelings about that? Or how did you handle it? What would you do differently going forward? Um, each of the campers was provided, you know, with a journal and a pen. So a lot of them, you know, took some notes or just drew some pictures or whatever they needed to do to stay engaged with the conversation. Um, but it's really kind of throughout those fun activities, we try and weave in those conversations that um, again, empower them to live those lives they want to lead and kind of realize the, the power that they do have from within. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, and that sounds very rewarding as well. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll, so we'll definitely have to connect further on that to see if yeah. that's something my niece will be up for. So let's switch gears again. And um, this is something that I really uh, don't know much about other than it's, it exists. So I would love to hear more about it. So let's talk about president, Claire Petrie, president of HR and training, uh, president of Claire Petrie HR and training. Yeah, absolutely. So I've had um, my website for the past couple years now. It's always something, uh, you know, I've done on the side, basically work with local um, companies, employee resource groups has been kind of my niche specifically to help them attract opportunities to themselves personally and to their companies professionally 
through LinkedIn and Twitter and just kind of their online brand and online presence. So um, the first group I got to work with um, a couple of years ago was um, our local Panasonic uh, manufacturing location. They had a um, women employee resource group um, who wanted to learn more about positioning themselves on LinkedIn to attract, you know, candidates to their team and just be proud, you know, of their accomplishments, what they're doing, what the company's doing. Um, and then from there, you know, I did one for the partnership. Um, M&T Bank um, has, you know, their OLA resource group, their LGBTQ resource groups. Got to speak with them as well. Um, so it's just been something I've kind of been building up my um, just expertise and passion for over the last few years as I was able to boost my career through learning more about LinkedIn and, and Twitter and how to use it effectively. Um, so earlier this year, I just had my friend Casey who um, works at Invest Buffalo Niagara um, as the graphic designer. She also does freelance, um, just got together with her and said, you know, I really want to just put a logo to this, make it a little more fun, more official. Um, so it's it's been really fun. I'm doing a lot more one-on-one -on -one with people now, um, which I also love. So again, folks usually that are looking to change careers or just do something differently and they're not sure how to get involved with that new online community or position themselves as someone that could um, just transfer into that new industry or whatnot. So um, again, just working with them on a plan on how to optimize their profiles and connect posts and engage intentionally. Um, so that's kind of what it's all about. But really, anytime someone reaches out to me, you know, to speak or help them with something, I, you know, try to figure it out or certainly refer them to someone who can. But for now, it's been um, positioned mainly around LinkedIn and Twitter and just helping folks show up online and attract those opportunities to themselves. That's great. And I think, um, you know, as someone who had to start sort of start that on my own, it's a scary endeavor. It can be, you know, the, the first post or tweet that gets no likes or no engagement. <laughs> it's uh, we've all been there. And I think, you know, that's a lot of the, the what stands in the way of people sort of putting that putting that first foot forward. So that's, um, that's got to be a rewarding work for you to to do. Yeah. And I totally agree with you because I remind people too that I've been there and I've only been active on LinkedIn and Twitter the past like three years. So I didn't use it in college and really the first like five or so years of my career, to be honest. So, um, but once you just get it started, you know, as you know of too, you'll learn to kind of hone and refine that strategy and what your network wants to see kind of over time. And so, yeah, you do just have to get started, but it can be, can be hard at first for sure. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I always like to talk a little bit about what this pandemic has meant for for my guests personally. So, you know, some of the things that I know people that are, you know, trying to either change things or keep routines that are difficult to keep, like fitness or things like that. So what's going on at, at, uh, at the Petrie residence? What's happening there that, has, yeah. that um, is either, you know, innovative or creative or just how, how, how you keeping it together? Yeah, I know we're all trying to stay sane at home for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I know we both have in common um, missing our gym routines, going to our physical gym spot. For sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, that has been so hard. And I, I've always had like a love-hate relationship with the gym and I felt like I was in a really good place this year. So that was hard, but um, I'm really proud of myself for clearing a spot in my basement and uh, putting a rug down, getting some resistance bands. Um, my local gym, Catalyst Fitness, does Zumba every Saturday at nine on Zoom. So I used to do that in person, and um, but I can still wave, you know, to my other friends I'm used to seeing in the gym on Zoom. Um, so I'm so grateful they're doing that. Um, I've also been 
um, kind of still in the wellness camp, just finding uh, different books that I guess I just really wasn't motivated to search for before. So um, I'm a huge Christina Anstead fan <laughs> from HGTV. Um, she just released a new book called The Wellness Remodel um, and has, has different fitness um, exercises and recipes in there. So I've been cooking a whole lot more than I normally would. Um, you know, you're, you're usually in the same camp with that too. You're out all day working and then you have sherm events at night or other things and uh, maybe not as much time to be uh, creative in the kitchen. So i um, just been trying to come up with my own fitness routines and new recipes from those books and taking the dog's uh, dog for a lot of walks. <laughs> the doggos are really benefiting from this uh, pandemic, aren't they? They are. And yeah. I used to feel guilty Um you know, we, we had have a dog walker that comes around lunchtime, uh, usually, but um, I used to feel so bad having her home, you know, at home all day. So I know she's loving it. She loves the extra walks and um, they're definitely benefiting. They're not sure what's going on, but they like it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, we've we've spent a lot of time early on about worrying about all the things that we were going to going to lose, but it's certainly, um, there, we found a lot and we're, we're, you know, doing a lot of things differently. And I think at some point everything will be racing back at full speed again. And some of this will get lost, but, uh, but it's good to hear we're all figuring out innovative ways to, uh, to, to cope. So yeah. Claire, Claire, I, I just, I can't thank you enough for spending this time with me. You're somebody I highly respect and have, have just been so grateful to get to know over the last few years and I know our listeners are going to benefit greatly from hearing how things are managing for you and, and how uh, some of the things that you're doing. And so, again, I appreciate it. And I hope you guys stay stay safe and healthy. And um, thank you so much. Yeah, you as well. And next time, you know, you're in Buffalo and it's safe again uh, to have lunch, I know we'll be doing that. So <laughs> I can't wait, Claire. I can't wait. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so thank much. Thank you. Okay.